Moving Iron Podcast Markets with Chip Nellinger. Chip is with Blue Reef Agri-Marketing out of Morton, Illinois, and this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Dawson Tire and Wheel, your premier ag tire wheel provider in North America, helping people grow, and Tractor Zoom, delivering insights. The official work boot of Moving Iron Podcast is Dry Shod Boots. Chip, how you doing today, bud? Hey, doing well. How you doing, Casey? Doing all right, man. It's been a, uh, it has been a crazy week, to say the least. I mean, it's been... Um, Watching these markets this week has been a, a roller coaster ride at best. Not much different than any other week, but this roller coaster ride's had a lot steeper uh, drops and climbs um, than we've seen here in the past. So, I guess give me your recap of the week and what you think. And, and with the president coming out yesterday with the reopening guidelines from the CDC and the uh, COVID nineteen task force and, and what that looks like. Um, Sounds like the country is going to get kind of a, a slow rolling start here, but uh, there could be some some maybe some good news for the for the markets here coming up next week. It, it is, and uh, I mean I think that is is good news. <clears throat> the the stock market overnight it just closed kind of you know near unchanged, no no big uh, no big deal yesterday, but then after the close. We saw a report about um, a, a potential new drug that's had a lot of uh, promise. The stock market shot higher. And then that was right ahead of President Trump's press conference where he announced, hey, uh, we're going to start kind of this rolling uh, opening back up period here, possibly uh, very soon for some states. And the market uh, just rocketed higher. I'm, I'm talking, you know, like stock futures. And uh, even right now, as we're, as we're, uh, recording this uh, stock market uh, futures are up about 670 points or so Um, it has stabilized our our grain markets a little bit Uh, the the negative here is that as we're talking right now crude oil is making new lows down two dollars and 41 cents at 17.31 a barrel in front month uh, crude oil futures that would be, I don't know what that is, uh, 14, 15-year lows, something like that. Uh, so that's the problem as it relates to um, corn especially and, and the whole ethanol issue. So we're still going to be fighting that for a long, long time. Our you know energy stocks, uh, gasoline, diesel, and crude oil, um, you know, just I don't know how many um, days of supply we have out there. Getting people back on the road will help, um, but uh, boy, we've got a big hurdle ahead of us on the on the corn side. With all that being said, there's a massive amount of, of bearishness uh, built in here mm-hmm. in in our grain markets, in livestock markets uh, uh, as well. And so, at a certain point, you know, you you bottom on the most uh, the most bearish news, and and then it's digested in the market. So we may be getting close to that. We'll have to we'll have to see. There's also some talk and some hope that there's going to be some, uh, you know, support packages announced here. Um, Secretary of Ag Purdue was talking yesterday, you know, involve possibly uh, the 
the government, the USDA, the Commodity Credit Corporation arm of the USDA act physically buying uh, maybe some proteins, maybe some milk. Um, so they're they're you know I think strategizing behind the scenes about a possible uh, you know support package, and that could give us. I'm not saying that's going to rally us, but at least give us some stability in these markets. But uh, you know, there's still some problems out there. Number one being ethanol. Number two being on the on the meat side of the equation. Um, you know, battling the virus at some of these packing plants and having packing plants closed, and we can't get all the animals, uh, you know, into the supply chain and and meat prices at the at the retail level going higher. And so that's not the, the situation that you want to have, but unfortunately, it's it's what we're dealing with right now. Yeah, it's been <clears throat> it's a little crazy what's going on. You know, you look at the amount of uh, of stuff that food, as far as the food supply chain goes, into the restaurants, and how much that affects the supply chain of, of animals going through butcher or whether it's you know commodities or whatever it is that you know vegetables and those kind of things. It is. Uh, it's. It's staggering to think about how much, how much the food supply goes to restaurants after after being through this shutdown here this last four weeks. Yeah, it's a big yeah. Deal. It's it is scary. You know, you read stories and and, and see articles about uh, vegetable farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, plowing stuff under lettuce and and other vegetables is being plowed under so it it is a bad thing uh that, that's happening out there. there's no no question about it and you know at the same time it's crazy where you, you you literally have grocery stores where you know they don't they don't have anything on the shelves as far as milk goes and you got milk uh, producers dumping it out in the fields and same thing you know with uh, you know the, the the pork side you know you see uh pork going higher in the store yet you know producers are sitting there wondering you know hey i might have to destroy animals uh, literally destroy animals so it's just such a everything's so interrelated now there's going to be problems that last for you know weeks and months here that you know you can't even think about right now right. and um w- one thing that i've started to pick up i don't know how bad this will be or if it's just maybe a, a timing issue is is access to to liquid nitrogen um yeah I've started to pick that up. That's a little bit of a problem. Um, number one, getting it in. Number two, getting it up the river. Um, there's a lot of supply chain um, problems out there right now. And, you know, some of that stuff is, it's a timing thing. It's not, it, I don't know that it's a, it's not a shortage uh, situation. It's just we can't get it where it needs to be in, in some of these cases. And, um, you know, if, if it does, that's something I'm really keeping an eye on is this, is this nitrogen thing in certain areas. If, you know, that's like a timing thing. It's not like, well, we'll just wait a couple months and, you know, then put the nitrogen on. You gotta, you gotta apply that when you, when you need to. So that is definitely on my radar screen. I'm not, don't, don't hear me wrong. I'm not trying to start fake news in here, but I've had at least one producer tell me, hey, this thing is uh, a little bit different. We're having trouble getting liquid nitrogen in, uh, you know, in the quantities that we need right now. And uh, so that's something to keep. Uh, front and center i guess going forward in the next few weeks yep all right so export report came out yesterday and um they had some some about the same numbers they had last week is what they're thinking what's your reaction to that report and and what effect do you think it'll have on the market moving forward through next week yeah the, <clears throat> the big problem we have right now is bean exports um china just has not come back to the market 
um, you know, in a big way. They, in fact, they took a record amount of beans out of Brazil in the first quarter. And so our bean export numbers, I believe this week we're marketing year low. So uh, the bean market's uh, acting a little heavy, a little weak. Uh, we need the demand there. All that being said, earlier this week we had a, a census crush report out. Or I think it was NOPA crush. And it was a big, big number, way above the, the average estimate. And uh, so domestically we're, we're still um, have good demand for beans, but we need to get our exports up and running. This is the time of the year going forward that uh, China starts becoming a bigger player typically in our beans. So if they're not going to be there for whatever reason, that's a real problem that's starting to, to brew on the bean side of the equation. Uh, corn exports um, fell off a little bit last week, but they've been really, really good. Even pre-virus, they were, um, corn exports were good. Obviously, we've gone a lot lower since then, and, and low prices are starting to stimulate some of that demand on the corn side. And uh, so fortunately, for uh, you know many weeks running, corn exports uh, have been really, really strong. Uh, fell back a little bit this past week, but I, I think that might be just kind of a one-off type thing. Uh, so, you know, that's part, part of the equation is the demand side, and, and we're really struggling on the beans. Wheat hasn't been that great either. Uh, we missed out on some Egyptian business uh, earlier this week, and the wheat market uh, really has has struggled in here. It's uh, it's really had a poor oh two and a half three days of, of performance, way off the highs here, uh, double digit losses yesterday in the wheat. So, uh, in spite of some cold weather, I know though at least in this part of the world, we don't we're not a major wheat producer here in the Eastern Corn Belt, but. Uh, you know, southern Illinois, southern Indiana, there were some, <clears throat> there was some damage from that, uh, those cold temperatures we had 24 hours ago. And um, not picking that up really from out, out your way, uh, you know, in, in Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma. It got cold, but, you know, I don't know that it uh, did a lot of, a lot of damage just yet. I haven't heard that anyway. Yeah, with more moisture issues, what we're seeing right now. More than anything, our, our moisture in, in western Nebraska, eastern Colorado, and western Kansas to some extent seems like there is a uh, we need yep. some water real bad. And and uh, the snow that we've got here this this week um, or last night and yesterday um, probably put about an inch or so into the ground. So that's going to be a, it's going to be a good deal. So we needed to uh, yeah. needed a little shot of water. All right, so. That was my next question I was going to ask you about was the wheat when you started talking about that. There's a lot of news out there that should be somewhat supportive to uh, to the U.S. wheat crop, especially with, with uh, you know, Russia looking like they're going to kind of pull back on some exports. Um, Ukraine is talking about planting uh, less corn more or less wheat and more corn. Um, Australia has kind of snapped their, their drought down there, and they're, they've had some planting. Um, kind of take off, but they've had so much water that they're kind of worried a little bit about what's going on there. So, I guess as I, you know, we miss out on some some uh, Egyptian stuff like you talked about yesterday. But with the dryness in France and the issues that they're seeing in, in Eastern Europe as far as wheat goes, you would think there'd be some positive um, news for wheat. But I guess I guess we're not seeing that. Yeah, it's a tough. It, it, it's tough because there are some things out there that are supportive, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Russia, Ukraine, uh, uh, France, and some dry weather in, um, in in Ukraine as well. And so, but the problem, the backdrop is there's no shortage in, in the world. You know, if you look at the world wheat carryout figures, they're still pretty ample and the stocks of use is still pretty, uh, 
you know, pretty plentiful out there. So that's part of the issue why we can't get a, a bigger rally going. And the, the funds are already long, um, you know, both Chicago and Kansas City wheat. So some of the bullishness is built in. You know, that being said, we talked earlier, it, it, a little bit of this is supply issue, right? So Russia's gone back and forth about, you know, will we... The last thing Russia wants is, is you know, screaming higher, um, you know, domestic wheat prices and flour prices. So they're very, very uh, cognizant of that. And they don't want, uh, you know, any, any big food type shortages there. So they're fighting the virus and they go back and forth with, um, you know, are we going to export more? Or are we not? So there have been some mixed messages there and, and, and out of Ukraine as well. And so that certainly, you know, if you get some news that, okay, we're done exporting from either Russia or Ukraine, or they put some restrictions on their exports, um, you know, that thing, uh, we, we will have another bull leg. But uh, it's been very volatile in there, choppy trade and everything. And, um, you know, I think that's going to continue into the future. And, you know, I, I think one bright spot so far is maybe we're starting to, you know, as, as, as we're recording this, we're talking about, you know, our, our correlation to crude oil and, you know, corn opened up and we're a couple higher in spite of crude oil being, uh, you know, just getting pummeled in here. And so maybe we're starting to, to you know, divorce ourselves a little bit. Uh, we'll have to see. It is Friday and we've beaten this market up uh, really badly in the case of corn and and hogs especially and to a lesser extent cattle but uh boy it's uh been a rough road here the last couple of weeks in some of these markets yeah it has been man it's it's been a uh <clears throat> it's been a struggle to say the least man i've been watching just every day i get those three reports on my phone through text messages and and i just just shake your head a little bit as to see what's going on but it's uh there's a lot of uh things built into that based on what happens with the coronavirus and how we roll out of that and what that looks like so knock on wood things uh things kind of start to roll out and we'll start seeing some you know planters are rolling and guys are out in the field working so um you know things are things are bound to get better uh let's hope so casey it is uh it's been a long road for these farmers for going on 18 months now so uh, we need some better things Better things to happen. That is for sure. All right, man. Well, Chip, tons of stuff going on. Plans are changed dramatically from what they uh, what they originally started out with uh, in January, December time frame. So, if folks are working on a plan or just need some help getting reorganized and redirected, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, best way is just give us a call at the office three zero nine five five zero seven two one three. Uh, I'd love to chat with you and uh, just give you our opinion of uh, what to expect going forward and maybe just an, an extra set of eyes and ears to, to make sure you got the right plan out there. So we'd love to hear from you. Right on. All right, Chip. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Have a great weekend. All right. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Also, check out my website, movingironllc.com. I got a new blog post I'm going to post this weekend, so uh, stay tuned for that. And then uh, make sure you check out Global Ag Network and all the great podcasters out there as well. So, until uh, next time, I'm Casey Seymour with Chip Nellinger. Let's go with some iron, folks. Out. Moving iron in the 21st century. 
See you.